So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta? And welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake, and I'm here with a really special guest for y'all, guys. His name is Coach Gary Schofield. He has a number of accolades behind his name. Very, very accomplished. He's right now. He's the director of uh, strength strength and conditioning at the Greater Atlanta uh, Christian School. He's the founder of the National High School uh, Strength. Coaches Association. He's an athletic trainer from my home state of Ohio, uh, and he's been down a winding and very unique path with his career, guys. So without further ado, Gary, how's it going, sir? Going great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Got, uh, I, I used, I spent 20 years at Greater Atlanta Christian. Oh, man, my bad. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. And, and that, you're right. The winding path is winding. And yeah. now, uh, now serve as the uh, Director of Youth and High School Development with Play. It's a, a global performance plan. Gotcha. We'll dive into that because there's some uniquities to that later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so a very, very strange and wonderful path yeah. <laughs> in the profession. That's awesome. Yeah. So one of the first things I kind of want to get into is how you went from athletic trainer and to strength coach into director performance. Cause that's definitely not a typical path that you see in that world. Yeah, no. Uh, if, if, and a lot of people say, okay, how do I, how do I speak in Australia or how do I become this or how do I become that? And we've, we've become a society that thinks that the current job prepares you for the next. Yeah. I, if that's the case, then I, I did a big mistake in my life. If you told me where I was today, I would have made choices of jobs, skill sets that would have made me like everybody else and probably not as hireable. And I think I have created a unique path, a unique skill set, a unique vision and sight because of all the different things I've had. I was a uh, back specialist and fitness specialist for Delta Airlines for a year. Like, where does that fit in? But in the grand pantheon, it allows me to look at things a little bit different and see the things that other people don't because they only see what everybody has seen. So, um, so I think, I think the the winding path and the, and the recommendation I give everybody, it's like that David Epstein book, the range. I think, I think life is about accumulating skill sets. It's like the, the bat belt, right? You know, you want to accumulate as many different tools in that belt uh, because you don't know what's coming next. COVID's right. a great example. You don't know what's coming next. And people that only know what they only know are struggling right now because right. they don't have skill sets to adapt. And so, yeah, coming out of a, a, an unbelievable undergraduate school, I, I go back there all the time. I think they prepared me in the way I think, yeah. not necessarily yeah. as a skill set as an athletic trainer, although I think it was great, but it was the way to think and um, came out of it 
who was blessed to work with the Atlanta Hawks early on under a legendary athletic trainer, Joe O'Toole. And there was this other guy running up and down the floor with Charlotte and he had those tight little uh, bike shorts on. <laughs> he had bungee cords running with Alonzo Mourning and I was like, what is that guy? And yeah. uh, our assistant athletic trainer and strength coach, uh, Roger Hines, who's now with the Knicks, said, well, he's a strength coach like me. And I'm like, I got to do what you do. What is that? And I <laughs> Uh, Coach Sigmund and uh, hit it off. And then I ran into uh, Vern Gambetta maybe two weeks later at a small, maybe 30 people uh, session in uh, University of Georgia. Ron Corson put it on. And as an athletic trainer, I was connected in that group. And I got to go up in there and and literally Coach Gambetta blew my mind a little bit when he was talking about the things he was talking about. And after his name, it just said, you know, MS or something like that. And I'm thinking, what are you? Like, where where did this come from? And it radically changed um, my goal set of what I wanted to do. I really was invested in people becoming the next best version of themselves. And I say that in specific order. I don't think there's a best version. There's just a next best version. Always pursuing that. And, um, And getting hurt and recovering from hurt is only a bit of that next best version. I wanted to have more. I just wanted to play a bigger role in that. And I thought, um, I thought the rehab role, the way it was contrived in the late eighties, early nineties was too limiting for me. So I kind of looked at, at doing something a little different. Yeah, man. I I think, uh, that's just a very natural progression. I think for curious people, um, and people who are a little bit more, uh, driven than just trying to deliver on the status quo. Uh, I mean, uh, it's kind of similar story with me. I was, I was working as I was, I got my exercise science degree from Bowling Green State University. Um, I was, I did an internship as a uh, strength and condition coach with an athletic performance development center. And, um, just just noticed that there was a little bit of a lack or quite a bit of a lack in terms of what I wanted to do and the type of impact that I wanted to have on people. So it grew. So it's kind of reversed order for you. Like I grew from like uh, from the strength and conditioning side into the medicine side. You went from the medicine side into the strength and conditioning side. But there's so much overlap between those two. And oh, I think we put walls and we put silos up between things when there shouldn't be. I mean, there's things 100%. that I do that are more rehab focus now than when I was in rehab and vice versa. And, and when you see people saying, well, I'm strengthening a guy and they have a tiny little rubber band, I'm like, I don't know if you're really strengthening. Your, your definition of strength, my definition of strength, maybe are different. We need to learn to talk. But we've become that because there's walls. Go to the training room, go to rehab, go to strength and conditioning. And meanwhile, there are gaps in those walls so that when someone's coming back from rehab and goes into strength and conditioning, we're not 100% sure they're ready for either one because we don't communicate really well. And I have a friend, Jeremy Boone, that talks about connection trumps communication. So I can communicate with rehab guys left and right, but if I don't have a relationship with them and I don't speak their language, then we're going to struggle all day long. And the people that get lost in the middle are the athletes and the clients we serve. So I think it's really important that we grow past that. You know, we get past that. That's why I love athletes' potential because you get yeah. – there's no wall. <laughs> like, there's strength, there's rehab. You don't – when you walk in – I love it because when you walk in and you don't know what you're in, what you're seeing, that's yeah. pretty special to me. For and sure. um, I don't have an internship background. I don't have a traditional path. I had to learn on the fly. There was no internet. It sounds like I grew up in wagon wheel days. <laughs> but it wasn't that long ago where there was no internet and there was no bookstore thousands of rehab books and and strength and conditioning books. And you kind of had to get to know people and you had to get to observe and watch and become a good coach. You had to become a good communicator. 
You had to be more importantly, a great connector. And, yeah. um, and that was it. And I would just observe and I would see how people move and react. And I, I remember thinking, you know, early on, and I, man, I messed up early on. I remember thinking kids coming in and being sore. And I remember thinking, yes. And then later on thinking, wait a minute, why is that okay? Yeah. Why? I mean, well, because that's the only way you get better. Really? That, really? That's the only way you get better? I mean, yeah, yeah right, come on. Now, just, sure. just because you think, because there's a sign on the wall that says pain is weakness leaving the body. Is that true? <laughs> like, is that really sure. true? Or is that just kind of a chaotic, or, you know, Nike comes up and says the athlete and all of us. And I remember thinking to myself early on, so my wife needs to train like an athlete. Now, listen, I love squat, hinge, push, pull. I love run, jump, throw, and I love rotate core brace whatever you want to call the eighth one mm -hmm. and i think those are great movements or lifts however you want to define them and, and classify them but there is a big difference between an athlete and general athleticism an athlete needs to compete in all those movements i need to out jump you out run you out balance you out strength you i need to do all those things yeah Whereas the general athleticism i just need to perform them i should yeah. be able to run jump throw squat but maybe Maybe I don't need out running. Last time I checked, my wife isn't boxing anyone out in the even in the <laughs> even in the midst of COVID. She wasn't boxing anyone out for toilet paper. Like that didn't happen. So like, but yet we train it that way, right? And then yeah. we wonder why people uh, quit. We wonder why people are sore. We wonder why people are hurt. And when they don't respond like us, we yell. And boy, I spent most of my life doing that. So you know, that's a that's a path that you learn. And I think I'm more open and eyes open to it because I wasn't forced into a certain background. Or yeah. Oh, for sure. I think there's a huge misconception. Like I think um, everyone looks on Instagram and Instagram can be a great powerful tool, but uh, it can be powerful in a negative light as well. And yes. I think everybody sees what the, what the next or what the cool athletes are doing or what somebody's doing as, just, as like a highlight reel versus how, what they did to train to be able to do that highlight reel, or if it's even really applicable to what they need to do or how they need to, a task that they need to accomplish or if it's even healthy for them just to be able to live as a healthy life and have a perspective on what it means for you to have that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that mistake comes from a lot of people that um, can't, don't have a clear definition of who they are. Mm. They, they have a better definition of what they do, but they don't have a yeah. definition of who they are. So they don't have a coaching identity or, or a professional identity. You know, for me, it, it starts with five things. I, anything I do has a revolves around these five things that, that identifies what I do. So I have a, a purpose behind it, a mission, and I can protect that mission. I can repeat that mission. And it's prepare and protect. Anything I want to do, I want to prepare you for what's coming or what's you don't know what's coming and protect right. you from the stuff. I shouldn't you shouldn't get hurt training with me. I don't make any sense. And then I move well. You should move extremely well. You should be able to get in and out of positions extremely well, more efficiently than you can. Because if I'm an athlete and it takes me one step and it takes your athlete two steps, your athlete might be faster, but my athlete's gonna beat you all day long. And efficiency lends to productivity, and that's like general athletics like that. Yeah. And then I want then I want you to move strong. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, after you move well, I want you. Move. If I try to get you strong before you move well, then I'm going to break rule number one, and I'm going to hurt you. So yeah. I don't want to do that. But then it's move strong. And by the way, there is strong enough. There is. For sure. I mean, for Matt sure. Ray and um, now they're in University of Alabama. They talk about one point seven times body weight uh, uh, squats. Anything yeah. past that really just doesn't impact speed and balance or anything athletic. Right. So unless you're in powerlifting, what are we chasing? Right. You to chase lifts rather than chase performance or athleticism or wellness. Right. And so, yeah. um, so then now, all right, so we got, we got prepare and protect. We got move well, we got move strong. Then I want you to move fast. 
I want yeah. you to be able to repeat it really quickly. And now fast can be agile. It can be conditioning. It can be fitness. It can be, there's a big piece that goes with fast, but all that said and done, prepare and protect, move well, move strong, move fast, all alone are great. The fifth one is the key and it's thrive. I want you to enjoy every minute of every single thing. I want you to enjoy the setbacks because yeah. they're learning lessons that provide you opportunities to step up uh, and, and, and the next moment and embrace that in a growth mindset embrace and live life the way it's supposed to be lived because too many people live in the moment and then next thing you know, they're 72 years old and they don't know what just happened. And right. I think we need to live life in every single moment and we shouldn't be just pursuing something as small as a squat box. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I love that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that sounds a lot in terms of like how uh, and how I like to practice. I mean, you're, you're way more detailed in terms of like and, and your five core values that you like to follow. But, you know, mine, mine is simple. I, I try to tell people like because people get they're pretty in the weeds by the time they get to me and what we do because, you know, we're not your traditional route in terms of like in the, in the world of medicine. Right. Yes. Um, so people are all up in their heads and, and like I'm like, OK, look. Step one, we're going to do no harm. Like that's just a medical world, right? Like that's ethics 101 right there. Do no harm. So, but then step two, I want you to be able to move well. And then step three, I want you to move strong. Like, so like I have those two like associated with you and it's kind of the same philosophy and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, I don't care what, how you got to that philosophy, you know, like we're all in the same game trying to win. The, we're trying to win the same game together. So, but I think to be able and to too get many to people get to- in my profession, they want to, they have a set definition of strength. So a definition of strength is 1.7 times body weight squat or 2.5 yeah. times deadlift or a 1.25 times bench. And they think that that's the definition. And I'm like, what about the guy that can take a kettlebell and do a Turkish get up with 88 pounds and bring that up? It's, is that strong? I right. This, I mean, I, strong, I yeah. And so, like to me, there's so many variants to that. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hankin with the Ultimate Sandbag, just brilliant idea. This dynamic variable resistance training concept. That to me, uh, how do you define that? Well, I, I think you can define it in many ways, and we have to understand that strength is the ability for you to perform without getting hurt successfully what you need to do. Yep. And it's not just this, this, this chase of an exercise. And I think a lot of coaches, especially, you know, I made my career at the high school level, the the whole goal there is, well, we're going to prepare them for college and they need to be able to do (laughs) four lifts really well, bench squat, clean and deadlift. And if they do that, I'll be successful. But you know, I look at the thousands and thousands of athletes that I trained and less than 4% played at the collegiate level. Thinking, mm. So what did I do to the other 96? If my whole focus was on these four lips, yeah. other people, what did, we, what did I just do? Right, so, right. you know, to me, we, we got, and by the way, the, the I had guys that couldn't bench that played in the NFL. So, I mean, I, I don't know what we're, what we're chasing anyways. Like, for sure. For sure. Uh, we ought to be relaxing, man. We ought to be looking at what's making them do what they like to do really well. Yeah. That's it. That's it. 100%. Even when I look at movements, when we talk about movement, and, you know, I've been through the whole thing. I've been FMS and dynamic warm-up movement assessment, and I use a mix of all these things. My whole idea on this is I just want to find how do you move when you are not getting hurt, and when you are playing really well. So play better, play more. Right. That's the right. only thing I care about. I don't care about in comparison to normative data. And I know there are, there are way smarter guys than me that will just rip me for that. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but I won't get an argument. You'll always ruffle feathers. Yeah. I'm like, well, all I'm doing is, well, if you pursue these numbers, you'd be better. I, I know 
movement is individual. And I'm just telling you right now, I've found that, you know, some people need to be more stable in certain sections and more mobile in others. That's just the way they perform. Maybe it's mm-hmm. their sport, whatever. And they're not getting hurt. And, and I think that's, that's what we should be pursuing. So a lot of times when I was working on my athletes, we would, on a routine monthly basis, I had an overview that I was able to see how they moved yeah. from a global and individual standpoint. And all I wanted to do is find out, are, is there injuries? Are they doing really well right now? And they're playing well? Oh, great. Okay. That's, the, that's what we want to go to. If anything happens and when they get hurt, I would look and I'd go, okay, well, we need to make this more stable and this more mobile. So when they right. rehabbed, it wasn't about the ankle. It was a global view. Because yeah. if you know this, the ankle is going to change the knee and the hip and the low back and yep. maybe even the contralateral shoulder. And all of a yeah. sudden, you're going to have all these things change. But if I had this global perspective of mobile and stable and ability to perform these actions, I can probably do it in a way that they're going to get back to being less hurt and playing better. And that, yeah. that to me, that's the gist of what we do. But it gets lost in this well, I'm an Olympic lifter or I'm a CrossFitter or I'm a <laughs> bodybuilder and we get into this silo again. Yeah. The silos of chasing things. For sure. Well, I think that I think the lens that you're able to look at the world of strength conditioning and rehab and, and performance through can only really come through experience, you know? And and there's a difference for sure between exposure and experience. And I think that school does a does a pretty good job or, or traditional our traditional school model does a pretty good job at um, exposure, a horrible job at true experience, right? Correct. So so what and and from you know working with some of the top athletes in the world to you know working with like employee desk jockeys at delta your ability to adapt between the two is what's kind of helped you you know and and everything in between has allowed you to kind of like take these different aspects of different of different lenses and apply it together to where it's a very cohesive and um comprehensive lens uh and yeah, but that's and that's what play basically came to me a couple of years ago and uh, got me to retire from my coaching <laughs> duties and uh enjoying them and it's really that's that's the role that i'm in now specifically shooting towards youth and high school development and i get to travel learn from great coaches see what they're doing and give them some of that experience right so we have mentorships we have a a play pro um app and learning it's going to be play performer play university and we just hired mike buley a great friend of mine from clemson who's going to be our director of uh, performance and education um and i get to work directly with him on a global perspective of trying to help um create and basically play's whole goal is this we want to innovate and deliver high performance solutions not Mm -hmm. products we're not trying to create products we're trying (laughs) to innovate and deliver high performance solutions and wrap that all up in world-class experience because you know that's the thing that's the connection piece that we talked about earlier 100 yeah Um, Yeah. for those who refuse second best like if you want to be the next best version of yourself then you probably want to find out what we get going on if you're okay with where you're at uh, we might not be the ones for you. Like, I, like, and I hate to be that. So I'm not downtrodden anyone. But what I'm telling you is if, if you just want to pursue the next best version of yourself and you're looking for solutions, like, listen, when I, 100% of the time in the, in the weight room or the training room, I'm on the floor. I may not be in the rack. I may not be on the bench. I may not be with the dumbbell, kettlebell. But 100% of the time I'm on the floor. And if the floor can give me as much as I'm giving it and it right. can perform aggressively and safely, and give me as much as I'm giving back. Okay, 
I'm interested. For and that's sure. what play kind of got its start on is this foreign concept. But now we've really progressed the past there. We have outdoor training solutions. We have uh, turf. We have equipment. We have technology, education. Um, it's, it's, it's really an unbelievable process and team that, uh, that they have put together that I'm so blessed to be part of. But that's yeah. exactly what you just said is – is we're all part, we have all this unique background and a unique way to look at things. That's what empowers us to innovate. Yeah. It's because we can see things a little differently than maybe the way it is, is presented. Oh my gosh, for sure. I think, uh, well, you know, we, we've recently gotten some play flooring in our facility over that yeah. potential and yeah. it, it's awesome. Like it's a, you, you immediately know you're on a different surface level <laughs> or a different surface. Crazy, level. Right? Yeah. yeah. It it's is traction, just the feel that you get back from it. It is, yep. uh, it's, it's radically different. And when you don't know, you don't know. And that's my job now is to make sure you know. Now you got to make your <laughs> <Yeah>. decision, but <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, listen, you need to know what you don't know. For and, sure. Uh, and that's, that's the, that's the process. And that's the challenge. That's what you guys do down there, right? It's, it's when yep. people come in and you're trying to get them to see the things that they don't see. 100%. And, uh, and that's what, that's, that's a difference maker to me. Yeah. You can go out and you can do dime or dozen rehab or dime a dozen wellness or dime a dozen fitness or dime a dozen strength and conditioning programs. And they're probably going to work. Yeah. I, I, you give enough time, the body will probably heal. We've been blessed with amazing things <laughs> yeah. all the best. Right. right. And, you know, give it left, leave it alone. It'll probably will. Will it be ultimate? Will it be the next best version? Will it be efficient and effective? Probably not. Right. But you know, if you really want to pursue that, that's where you got to kind of look for these places yeah. you know, that see things that the others are either unable to or unwilling to look for. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I think, uh, you know, go, play, I, I think it was a podcast I was listening to, man, this was years ago. Maybe Pat McNamara said it at one point when he was talking about his time with like in, in the, you know, number of special force units he was with, but, um, you know, he said, what a, what a cool opportunity to fight like hell just to be average, you know, like to surround. And what he meant by that was to surround by surrounding yourself by people who are so good at their craft and are, who are like so hungry to reach that next level and to be the next best version of themselves that you're just, you're fighting like hell just to try to keep up, you know, like, um, so, so exactly it. I wake up every day and I'm challenged and people are like, Oh, you're worried about losing your job. I'm like, no, I'm worried about keeping it. Like, I, like, I'm not worried about losing it. It's arrogant, baby, but I want to, I want to be up front and, For sure. and, uh, and I have a company that says, what do you need? You got to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah. I think, and, and that's, what's really, I think play allowing themselves to, or putting themselves in a position to have such a talented staff and such a talented team working with them has really allowed them to kind of pivot and really kind of adapt and grow through COVID, which has been really incredible because I think, I mean, I'll let you kind of describe it, but some of the stuff that you're doing like over at Citadel and, and some of the other facilities that you're really working hard with, um, it's pretty incredible. And it's, and it's not something you would expect like a floor, a flooring company is doing this. Like, <laughs> like I said, that's, you know, the perception because of where we got to start from is that we're yeah. a flooring company, but the reality is we're a solutions company. And if that's true, then yeah. the next issue that comes up, we should already have been researching solutions, right? You can't, uh, if you're an ACL rehab guy and a guy comes in with an AC sprain, what is a kid? Does he go home? No, right? You've already, <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a full-fledged, but that's what play is. Play is a solutions-based company. So 
we were looking at the outdoor environment, not because of COVID, but because we believe there is an environmental, and we know this, we all, I mean, that's what, why are the Spartan races popular? Why are these, these, you know, big outdoor competitions? Why is American Ninja Warriors so popular? Because people want to embrace the environment. We're so locked in these desks and stuff. We do want to be fit, but we want to embrace the environment. So we've, for the last two years, Jet Thompson, our director of outdoors, has been invested in learning and partnering with people that are just through the roof great at what they do to allow us to come up with solutions. So, yeah, now as we sit in a, in, in a place that people need solutions for outdoor training, yeah, we're pretty set up for it. Like, we're, we're already moved on to the next one, by the way. But right. we're set up for it in many different ways. So I'm working yeah. with high schools right now. I got one in Minnesota. Um, that is looking at a uh, 16 station outdoor. It's going to have covering. It'll have uh, all the equipment is built for the environment. It won't rust. It'll store away. But here's right. the deal. It's not a COVID response. Right. Because now their soccer teams, their track teams, their lacrosse teams are all going to be able to train right when they get off of practice instead of trudging across campus and waiting for the football team or something else to get done training, they're able to meet those needs of those athletes. So it's not a singular response. We've created it to be a solution, not a response, right? So that's why we say we're a solutions company. We're not response driven, we're solution minded. So we're really trying to come up with the solution for people um, that, that it makes sense. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, long-term, um, and you know, many different options in, in people like, Oh, it's financial. No, it's not. It's not financially. Um, I'm telling you it, it, it's doable yeah. uh, from the high school level. And so all the way up, but yeah, we have that, we have some, um, um just amazing, um, opportunities. So yeah. I mean, you know, someone comes to me and says, well, I have this indoor place that transforms into an outdoor place and we have garage doors that open up. Yeah, I got, I got you. We can, yep. we can handle that. Let's walk through that together. What do you want to do on it? That's awesome. Like, what products do you have? I'm like, that doesn't matter. What do you want to do? Right. We can come up with a solution for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I think it's a, uh... You know, you're just a problem-solving company, like you talk about. Like you come up with solutions, and like uh, when you look at it from that lens, instead of a product-based company, you really kind of remove the barriers and, and the constraints that typical products would typically have. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting. I was reading this article, and I think you guys nailed this. Uh, I was reading this article how um, the new age, like you know, you had the industrial revolution, you had like all these um, different segments of history where the economics of the world's change, right? So, and, and we're kind of going through one right now where people don't realize, and this was before COVID even hit, by the way, yeah. but it just accelerated it, right? Um, where you really don't have products and services anymore. You have service, you have productized services, or you have like, you look at cars and, you know, they have, um, they have monthly subscriptions for, for like maintenance checks with them. Now you look at um, really just about anything that you want to purchase, whether it's a service, it probably comes associated with a product and vice versa. And so that's exactly what you guys are are leading the way with in your industry. And it's really cool to see companies that get that and understand that. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's, you know, great companies, it's a difference between management and leadership, great companies, great leadership, good companies have management. All mm-hmm. companies have to have management, right? You right. got to be able to check the boxes and make sure people show up to work <laughs> and all those yeah. kinds of pay bills and turn lights on and all that kind of stuff. That's management. Leadership are the ones that create the environment uh, that allow you to pivot, manipulate. They allow you to be um, empowered 
to keep great people. That's one yeah. thing to keep great people. It's another thing to keep great people. It's a hard thing to do, man. It's all harder said than done. That's for sure. <laughs> it is. It is. But, um, you know, I, 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 I tell them all the time. I feel blessed every day to be part of it. It's, uh, I've, I've been part of some great organizations. The high school that I was part of, Great Atlanta Christian, was just an astounding job with great yeah. people. Yeah. But I wouldn't leave play in a million years. Like, <laughs> they're going to have to kick me out that door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, I'm glad that this winding trail of experiences and exposure really kind of led you to um, the the place where you're able to make the biggest impact uh, for you, and has really led you to be to be a, a living a, as a fulfilled strength coach, athletic trainer, problem solver, whatever you want to call yourself. Whatever I am, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, Gary, man, I really appreciate your time this evening. Is if somebody wanted to learn more about you or learn more about play? what would be some good channels for them to kind of navigate to find out their appropriate information? Yeah, one, one of the things it's completely free is play.pro. You can do that right on your computer. There is a play app you can download as well, but play.pro, it has an unbelievable resource of uh, every talk, every lab they've ever done, master classes. I did a speed and agility and a program design and a curriculum design for high school uh, coaches. It's all on there for free. There's no like, hidden thing we're going to try to it's just on there for free you can have it should be in every every library it should be in every phone <laughs> you're sitting there on the, on the, on the uh, airplane and you can download that so that's a great nice. introduction obviously our website www.play.us.us okay. um, is a is a great resource which just comes under general information about play and some of our solutions and then me um i'm on instagram at coach Schofield. And uh, on Facebook, uh, Gary Schofield, and then you, you can always get my uh, email. I always return it. Uh, it's uh, Gary, G-A-R-Y dot Schofield, S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D, at play.us. And awesome. uh, if you have any questions or things you want to follow up with, I'd be glad to be honored to do it. Awesome. Well, Coach Schofield, man, I really appreciate your time this evening. Just a wealth of information, an awesome career trajectory that's led you with an awesome company who are doing incredible things for not just the Atlanta area, but for the entire world, really, of human performance. So appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.